Sports Bites, the podcast that serves up a winning combination of sports and food. Get ready to dive into the latest scores, highlights, and game analysis, all while savoring discussions about your favorite game day snacks and culinary delights. I'm your host, Chris Joseph, and together we'll explore the delicious intersection of athleticism and gastronomy. So let's kick off this flavorful journey and welcome you into episode three. We're going to talk about week zero games, what happened over the weekend. I want to get into the Bishop Sycamore documentary. I've got a little PSA coming up. I do have a top 10 of my favorite at-home game day foods. So if you're looking to make something at home, which I'm going to do this weekend because it is my birthday and we're going to have some really good food. We'll talk about that as well. Quick PSA though, guys, be careful when you're out there. You never know when something can turn for the worst. Pay attention when you're in your car, when you're driving, put the phone down. Sunday night, I took my son, uh, I live in Birmingham, I took my son up to Huntsville to watch the WWE event live. You know, he's a big Cody Rhodes fan. We're hoping to see Cody and, and some of the other big stars out there really have a good time. We get up to Huntsville, we park, and we're walking towards the arena. And a, with, about 100 feet away from me, I notice a family walking across the crosswalk. And I see a car coming from, you know, it's a four-way stop. And the car is coming from the right-hand side, turning into the crosswalk where the, the people are driving. But I notice, and it takes a second for my brain to realize that what's happening, that this car is not slowing down. And as I'm walking with my eight-year-old son, right in front of us, bam, this car runs into this family. I mean, like, hits them, smack. And, you know, and not to make light of it, but like, it was like the movies, the, the, the father is the one that took the brunt of the, the impact. He goes up on the hood, his shoes fly off, his face hit off the windshield. Um, he kind of ragdoll slid across. It, it was, it was terrifying, you know, for me, for my son, you know, we called 911. He, you know, he lived, he, he didn't, he didn't, you know, die. But I remember I'm talking to my son as well. I'm like, hey, do, do you need to stay? I mean, do you want to go home? Because if he looked at me as like, I, I, I'm ready to go. If he didn't want to watch it, I don't care about the money spent on the tickets. I'd have turned around and we drove the 90 miles back to Birmingham. No problem. But it was a teachable moment. She was on her phone, not paying attention. So my PSA is, guys, be cautious. Look out for other people. It's not worth it. Put the phone down. TikTok can wait. Facebook can wait. Your family can wait. And that, that poor individual who struck that family, who knows what's going to happen to them. But now they've got to live with that forever. So be careful when you're out there. Your cars are nothing to play around with. But I, but I told my son to say, hey, this is how I always told you. Don't play around in a car. You know, you always got to pay attention. But we end up going. We go to the show. He got to meet Cody Rhodes. You know, we got a picture with him. Rey Mysterio came over. So, it was it was it was a good night, you know. Ended up being a good night, but uh, it was just kind of scary, you know. And I, and I asked him, and I was like, "Buddy, you okay?" And he was like, <laughs> "You know, sometimes he has some really funny quotes." He, he, he was like, "That's a lot for an eight year old to see." And I was like, "Buddy, that's a lot for a guy that's about to be forty seven to see." So, but he handled it very well. Uh, just kind of an unfortunate situation, but take care of yourself. Pay attention when you're in the car. Put the phone down. It's not worth it. But. um on to sports, you know, week zero football games. You know, I'm going to get into that. First, I want to talk about, um, you know, last episode we talked about watching the Florida Swamp Kings documentary. This week I watched, it's only about an hour and 25, hour and 30 minutes on HBO Max, BS High, documentary about Bishop Sycamore. 
Bishop Sycamore is the school that was a fake high school that ended up on ESPN playing IMG Academy, one of the top programs in the country, and getting absolutely mollywopped. Come to find out it's a fake school. They had JUCO players in. And the guy behind all of this, Roy Johnson, one of the most disgusting human beings I've ever seen in my life. No remorse, no care. No, I mean, the guy was doing everything from going to Kinko's and creating bogus checks to provide a lesson to his team. He beat a homeless man who was breaking into his car. And I get it. Someone's breaking into your car. You're going to stuff. But like, then he got the team to come over and help him beat up this homeless man. Ran over. Geese talking about, you got to know what it feels like to, you know, you got to smell blood in the morning. Just like, I mean, just crazy stuff. He, he, he smacked his girlfriend around in front of one of his players. But it's, it, it's you know, it's just nuts. It, it, he, he was like, yeah, I was using Suge Knight's quotes and just how he was, it, it was, it was disgusting. I felt dirty watching it. Like I had to go, I wanted to go shower afterwards because he, I mean, he took out PPE loans in some of these kids' names. And the sad thing is you look about, you know, you watch it. You see, there's like, there's no way. Like he was doing stuff like calling grocery stores and ordering like 40 rotisserie chickens to feed all these young men on this football team that he was creating at a fake school that had no graduates. And then he would wait until the end of the night because he knew they weren't going to throw them away and he'd buy them cheap. He'd move the kids from apartments hotels, never paying. They had his social media team involved. There was a uh, paintball um, business that was like, hey, you never paid us our three, $400 because you brought your whole team out here. Like, it just, it, it's crazy. And he didn't care. He didn't care. And he was like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm the most honest liar you know. And the Ohio State Secondary Athletic Commission you know, they came up with a 79-page a report. But the terrible thing is the legislation involved in this, they couldn't do anything to him. They couldn't even punish him. It was basically just an 80-page report of this is the stuff you did. The reason he got away with it is because they filed, and I, I hate to be a sport, they filed as a religious school so they could get away with it. So this could happen again if somebody does. I mean, it was... It was deplorable what I saw. Kids taking advantage of. I mean, there was one kid there like, you know, you have $40,000 in loans in your name. He was like, what? No idea. Bomani Jones, one of the uh, talking heads in there, you know, was really, really poignant in some of his comments, but just absolutely disgusting. Now, I know people laugh, and I'm going to find a way to talk about Oklahoma. But it was very concerning. I, I need to find out when this documentary was shot. Because in it, there's a part to where when they're talking with Roy Johnson, he gets upset and he's, you know, they're, uh, well, they were showing some of the players talk about, you know, what he did and, and everything. And it was just crazy. So he gets up and he's mad. He, he's storming out. And he was like, they say I ruined their life. I didn't give an opportunity. Oklahoma just called me about Pahuki. And I was like, oh, my God. It had to be Alex Grinch. I don't think, you know, when this was recorded, I think it was when Grinch and, and Riley were still there. I don't, I, I don't want to believe that it was somebody under Brent Venable's watch. Because you see what Alex Grinch brings to the table in defense. 
And it'd be, yeah, you're probably buzz. Like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, great. Now everyone's going to talk about Oklahoma's defense is so bad. They're out there recruiting players from a fake high school. You know, and, and no disrespect to that young man. I hope he's able to live out his dream, do what he wants to do. But when I heard him, he's like, Oklahoma just contacted me. I was like, oh, my gosh. Great. That's all I need. But uh, interesting documentary. Terrible human being. I, I really, you know, he... He's, I think he's got 30 lawsuits against them. There's all kinds of uh, legal action, uh, domestic violence. I mean, this guy is just one of the worst out there. But if you get a chance, check it out. It's called BS High on HBO Max. Week zero scores and highlights. You know, there's only two uh, top 25 teams in action. Uh, one team looked really, really good on both sides of the ball. One team looked good on one side of the ball and still has concerns on the second, uh, the other side, which I think are going to cause problems for them down the road. Notre Dame, number 13, Notre Dame playing over in Dublin against Ireland. Man, I'm going to tell you what, Sam Hartman looked good. He looked good. Notre Dame, you know, he, his debut, he was 19-23, 251 yards, four touchdowns. Audric Estime, 16 carries, 95 yards, a touchdown. You know, Navy couldn't get going. They had a few good runs early, but that was about it. I mean, Daba Fafana ended with 16 carries and 32 yards. He's one of their main product. I mean, that's terrible for a Navy offense, okay? And, you know, the new look midshipman offense that was supposed to be more versatile was anything but that. The the early pass on fourth down where two receivers end up in the same location, overthrow it. I mean, it was that was you knew what was coming the rest of the game. Notre Dame, though, scoring on five straight possessions before uh, their new kicker, Spencer Schrader, missed a 42-yarder. You know, Navy did avoid the shutout with a field goal with 33, uh, with 3.33 left to go in the game from 30 yards. Next for Navy is Wagner. Uh, for Notre Dame is Tennessee State. But, man, Sam Hartman, yes, it was Navy. There's going to be tougher competition coming. But Sam Hartman looked really, really good. I, you know, and I love the play right off the rip. You know, I, I still love the run the ball offense. You know, you grind first play is a counter with three guys pulling inject that straight into my veins. Give me all of that. I loved it. But you know, the, the, the Navy offense, I was really disappointed in because they talked, they were going to run out of, you know, they were going to do different sets. They were still going to be option based, but they were going to try to incorporate some more, um, some more passing. Not to be a 30-40 pass attempt game team, but they were going to incorporate more passing. Did not do that at all. I think they threw the ball 10 times. It was just, it was terrible. Terrible, terrible. Which is odd, you know, so Brian Newberry, the new head coach, I remember him from when I played high school football in Oklahoma. He was a quarterback at Westmore High, and, you know, they played the state championship game against PC North. I believe that was Jeff Frazier. Uh, who was a running back at the University of Oklahoma. Um, but, yeah, he was a quarterback. He went on to Baylor and played safety. But Notre Dame looked good. Flat out, Sam Hartman, you know, he's already been voted team captain. And, you know, I can see why Tyler Buckner and some of those guys left. Sam Hartman, ACC all-time leading touchdown thrower, looked really good. The other team, and they're going to play Notre Dame very soon in Notre Dame, and I think it could be a problem is the USC Trojans. The number six Trojans took on San Jose State. USC won 56-28. to And, you know, I knew the over was going to hit in that game. It hit easily. You know, the defense is still just subpar, giving up multiple big plays 
to a very game San Jose State team. Caleb Williams, man, he, he's Caleb Williams, okay? He finished 18-25, four touchdowns. Uh, one, he, you know, he bobbles it, runs back, picks it up, scrambles, throws it as he's getting hit. 70-yard touch, that'd be great. You know, Caleb is Caleb. You know, I, I can't take anything away from him. I think, you know, I, I, I want him to focus more on playing the game. And I say that, you know, and I defend guys like like Baker, but taking the fingernail polish and all that stuff. So, and him coming out saying, well, I'm not going to play on the EA Sports game, you know, for $500. Dude, you're not even going to be in the game next year anyway. You're going to the NFL. So shut up. But the defense is a problem. San Jose State quarterback, uh, Shevin Cordero, really good dual threat guy, smaller guy, 21 of 38, 198 yards, three touchdowns. 52 yards on the ground, including a really big uh, fourth down, third down conversion run of over 20 yards. It's 21-14 at half. 21-14 at half. Not a lot of crowd there. You know, USC, I don't know why the crowd doesn't get out there and support them. Yeah, the big star of the game was USC freshman wide receiver Zachariah Branch from Bishop Gorman. Really smooth, fluid, 25-yard touchdown catch. Showed some speed. Really showed what he could do on a 96-yard touchdown run. And he he, he did what I thought Ray Leak Brown was going to do. And I and I didn't know Ray Leak is in the middle of changing from running back to wide receiver. There may be some confusion there. We'll see what he could do. They said he wasn't seeing the field well at running back. I, I don't know, but I had a lot of high hopes for Ray Leak Brown. Um, but really, I think he had one catch for 14 yards against San Jose State. Mason Cobb, who was a transfer from Oklahoma State, led the defense with six tackles, two of them tackles for loss. But really, again, Alex Grinch and his defense, that is what is going to keep Lincoln Riley from winning a national championship. It was the same as at Oklahoma, you know, the year against Georgia. You're up 31-13 against Georgia. Doing everything you need to do. I think he took his foot off the gas. You let Georgia get you back into it, but a terrible defense, and this is what happens. I don't know. Maybe Grinch has some pictures of Lincoln in a compromising position. I don't know, but I don't know how he's still keeping his job. Next up for USC is Nevada, and then San Jose State um, will play Oregon State, another top uh, another top 25 team in the Pac-10, so Pac-12, whatever you want to call them. The Pac not going to be around anymore. UTEP and JSU, Jacksonville State making their first Division I football appearance as a D1 school. Just, it was an odd game. It was super hot, you know. I talked about, you know, last week if you were there, you got to go to Cooter Browns if you're in Jacksonville. Great ribs, uh, the potato skin, like everything at Cooter Browns is really good. It's been there for a while. Great place. I don't, you know, it, it was... I think it was 130 degrees on the field. There, it was, like, it was terrible. Coach Rich Rodriguez, you know Zion Webb needs to be better at quarterback. Ten for ten for 20, 67 yards. UTEP's Gavin Hardison was 17 to 29 for 208 yards with one TD, two interceptions. Of course, none bigger than the one that ended the day for the Miners. The kicking situation. I brought it up in the last episode that Buzz Flabiano, being a rookie, a freshman, never playing, could have come into effect. And I think it did, because if you saw the clips of this game, UTEP drives all the way down to the Jacksonville State 24. 
They have a third and one. Throw for it, don't get it. Fourth and one. Okay. Fourth and one, they decide to go for it. You are UTEP. And not that UTEP is a dominant powerhouse. And not to be disrespectful to JSU. But this is your first Division I game. And if you're UTEP and you're expecting to be better and you can't get one yard against JSU, bad. But even that, you're at the 24. It's a 31-yard field goal. They didn't trust the freshman Flaviano to come out. Interception, game over. JSU wins its first game in Division I. UTEP plays the powerhouse Incarnate Word next. And JSU has East Tennessee State. But congrats to Rich Rod. uh, Congratulations to JSU and all those guys out there getting your first Division I win. They're in Conference USA, so good luck to you. SEC action, Vandy and Hawaii. You know, last year Vandy went out and destroyed Hawaii, putting up over 63 points. It was a more entertaining game than what I thought. Now, there was almost a two-hour delay due to lightning in the area. And I still, like, I'm sure you've seen the clips, pictures all over the internet of the video board kind of swinging back and forth as it's on. Like, it looks terrible there. And I know you're coming and trying to rebuild it, but you had to do better planning. I I don't understand what was going on. But Timmy Chang, I give him credit. The Hawaii Fighting Rainbow Warriors came out and looked you know, a lot more game than what they did last year. Obviously playing with heavy hearts, you know, playing for all of Hawaii right now after what happened to Maui. Uh, their quarterback, Braden Schrager, 27 of 35, 351 yards, three touchdowns, two costly interceptions. The offense, they couldn't run the ball. They averaged 1.6 yards a carry on 40 carries. That's terrible. Vanderbilt quarterback, uh, the ju- uh, sophomore, excuse me, A.J. Swan threw for 258. With three tugs, Jaden McGowan had a 97-yard kickoff return. And I I tell you, that was, you know, they talk about SEC speed. That was SEC speed. SEC speed. And that was it. Quick turnaround for Hawaii. They will host Stanford on Friday night. Vandy will host Alabama A&M. I do want to say a big kudos to Vanderbilt because a portion of their ticket sales was going to the the Maui Strong charity to help them deal with the fires that have gone on. So, Kudos to them, but fix your stadium. Fix your stadium. That is terrible. UMass, New Mexico State. UMass scores 41 points. New Mexico, 30, 41-30. First win to open a season in 40 years for the Minutemen. What do they get rewarded with? They got to come to Auburn. Hugh Freeze in his first game in Auburn. It's going to be ugly. We'll talk about that in the next episode. As we look into the first, the official first weekend, full weekend of college football, did not watch a lot of the game, you know, so I really can't deep dive into it, really break it down. But uh, UMass had a couple of guys that showed some speed on the on the highlights that I saw. Good for them. You get a win. New Mexico State coming off a bowl victory last year, so a big, I think, an upset in that the fact that UMass was on the road at New Mexico State, coming away with the win. Mexico State will host the Leathernecks of Western Illinois next. San Diego State, Ohio, I thought was going to be a pretty good game. It, it, it was kind of a dud, actually. Uh, Ohio, Ohio, excuse me. San Diego State wins 20-13. Jalen Maiden, 17-27, 164 yards, two touchdowns. San Diego State had a big interception right before half. 
Maiden took the Aztecs 71 yards in 44 seconds, making a halftime score 10 to 6 for San Diego State. And they just kind of they, they moved on from there, played really well. Uh, you saw the clip, though. It was a San Diego State quarterback, Jalen Maiden, that smacked a referee in the face with the football on one of the worst throws ever. Ugh. <laughs> it, it, was, it was so bad. So bad. But San Diego State will host Idaho State, and Ohio will host the Long Island Sharks. I didn't know what their mascot was. But uh, that was very interesting. Last game on the docket for Week Zero was Louisiana Tech and FIU. Hank Bachmeyer did a really good job for Louisiana Tech. 34-44, 333 yards, one touchdown. FIU only had 182 yards of total offense. They were 3-12 on third down. Grayson James, terrible. 5-14 of for four yards. You completed five passes. And only gained four yards. I thought that was a, a statistical anomaly. Like you couldn't do that. FIU has got to get better. Got to get better. But a whole slate of games coming up this weekend. Like I said, we'll talk about that in the next episode. That'll be released on Thursday. Some NFL preseason notes. Uh, you know, Trey Lance ending up in Dallas. You saw Will Greer playing extremely well for the Cowboys. It'll be interesting to see where he gets picked up. Uh, roster cutdowns are going on right now. Everything happening before the September 7th start of the season with the Lions taking on Kansas City. You know, that Monday night will conclude with the Bills and the Jets. Aaron Rodgers, you know, should be uh, entertaining. I just, I'm still not saying it's the Jets. I can't be bought on it. I, I don't know. Tampa, they put their Pro Bowl center, Ryan Jensen, on the injury alert. You know, he's a, a second round or third round pick from Notre Dame and not recovered from the injuries of last year. So he's going to miss the season. Not good. Still the confusing news out there is the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray is not going to play at least the first four games. They had recently traded for Josh Dobbs, the former Tennessee quarterback. Got him from Cleveland. But they released Colt McCoy. Who Now, was Colt McCoy a great quarterback? No. Colt McCoy's a Texas guy, so you know I always have a little bit of hesitation, but Colt McCoy is a solid veteran quarterback, backup. He could come in and play. He could get you a win or two. And I think, because they play Washington week one, Colt McCoy gave you a better opportunity to win than Josh Dobbs. It's Yeah, it's, it's crazy to think. And Josh Dobbs will probably get the start. But it just shows me that I think Arizona's tanking to try to get Caleb Williams. Bad, 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 bad. We'll talk more about the NFL coming up uh, in the next couple episodes, but that's just kind of what stuck out to me. Final thing I want to get into, this is my top 10. Top 10 of game day home snacks for for football, for whatever you're watching. Number 10, cheese plates, charcuterie. You know, I know they're all the rage. There's charcuterie restaurants. Even if you just go to to simple place to your to your local grocer and get a cheese plate that's got you know the cubed up pepper jack, Monterey Jack, whatever, some vegetables, some dip, great. If you go the fancy route, you know you get some deli meats, some stone mustard, anything like that, awesome. Cheese plate, charcuterie boards, love it. Bring it to me. I'm all about it. Number nine, 
chips and dip. You can't go wrong with classics, right? Make your own dips. I'll tell you what, what, what's got me hooked right now, and you could laugh, but it's all over social media and TikTok, the, uh, the blended cottage cheese dips. I've tried a couple. I tried a uh, barbecue, not a barbecue, excuse me, a buffalo chicken ranch cottage cheese dip. Amazing. I've tried to make the queso blended cottage cheese. Love it. I don't know who thought about it, but it's a high-protein, low-cal. It was good. Or what really took over the world last year was the smoked queso. I've got an Oklahoma Joe smoker. Get your little aluminum foil pan, put everything in there, and that was really good. I love the smoked queso, but you can even go to your classic ruffles with French onion dip. Classic. Chips and dip. I'll pound a bag of Doritos watching the game. Original. I'm not a Cool Ranch flavor. And you can keep all the other flavors. Just give me the original Doritos. I'm good. That's number nine, chips and dip. Number eight, big sandwiches. Oh, I, I could eat a sandwich every day. I love sandwiches. But all the fixings, good bread. You got to get good bread. Bacon. You got to put bacon on there. If you like your vegetables, tomato, lettuce, onion, whatever. You can order, get them brought in, or you can make them yourself. Like I like getting some sourdough. And making like a grilled club. and But yeah, I just think... Or, you know, you can make your own cheesesteak. My local grocery store has, you know, when they in the meat department, they've got a package of shaved prime rib. Make your own homemade fillies? <laughs> I'm about that life. I'm about it. So sandwiches, big sandwiches. Because you got to say sandwiches, not sandwiches. Number eight. Number seven... Homemade pretzels. Now, you could do it in a couple ways if you're good at rolling them. Go for the traditional pretzel. But if not, make the dough, cut them into little pretzel nuggets. You boil them, you cook them, make a good beer cheese. You can make a ton of them. Soft, crispy, salty, cheesy, good. Love it. Beer pretzel nuggets and beer cheese. I'm in. That's my number seven. Homemade pretzels. They're so good. My kid asked me, when are we going to make the pretzels again? Number six, pizza. Again, another classic. You can make your own. A lot of places have dough you can buy, you know, pre-made pre dough. Do you make your own? You let it rise or do you just order? Some people, you know, you prefer. There's different places that, you know, people may like. Some people still like Little Caesars. Some people like Papa John's, Domino's, Marco's, whatever you like. Pizza. That's number six. But keep the pineapple off my pizza. I love pineapple, but not on my pizza. I know there's some people out there that like it. Ham and pineapple, oh, it's great. Keep it off my pizza. I don't like it. Number five, and I probably could have put this up higher, but I know some people don't like to deal with it because of the mess, but Mexican. Tacos slash nachos. And I think nachos is what I'm doing for my birthday on Saturday. We're going to make our own little... Get the little tinfoil pans you can buy at the store in the baking section. Make our own little homemade nachos. You can put on it what you want. Chicken, ground beef, if you want the jalapenos. You know, so that way, you know, we've done the sheet pan nachos before. And the kid's are like, oh, I didn't like this. So now you're going to have your own. Put on it what you want. Get it taken care of. Tacos. I love, I love tacos. Tacos, burrito, stuff like that. But if you make a Mexican bar, a taco bar, you know, have... 
I know there's some people out there that don't like cilantro. You got to have cilantro. Uh, the new, the jalapeno lime crunch from Trader Joe's right now, uh, I, I put that on all my tacos. Put that on all my, but yeah, tacos, nachos, classics, good ingredients, good food. Make it simple. Tacos and nachos. Number four, we had this, me and my wife did the other night, brats slash hot dogs. You know, Italian sausage, whatever you want. You know, sausage, dogs, brats. I love it. Boil it in beer, sear on the grill, spicy mustard that you can chew. I'm in. Bring it to me. Hot dogs. I like hot dogs. You got to get, you know, really good hot dogs, not your cheap ones. Throw those on the grill. I'm in. And I'm not going to get into the debate, is a hot dog a sandwich or not? I'm not doing it. That was talked about for so long at nauseum. It's a hot dog. It's not a sandwich. Number three, another classic, burgers. Burgers. You can do sliders. You can do big burgers. You can do Juicy Lucy's. You can do black and blue burger. Whatever you want. Put them on the grill. I mean, you can do If you want a turkey burger, make you a turkey burger. Make you a, I, I don't care. A good burger while you're watching a game with a cold beverage sometimes is just right there. Number two, smoked meats. And again, depending on who's there. Is it just your family? Is it your kids? What are you going to make some pulled pork, brisket? Going to put a slab of ribs on there? I don't know. But anything you could smoke. Smoke sausage. I've seen people do, you know, smoke chicken and just, you know, really get into it. I love my smoker. There's a lot more that I want to try to get into it, but I love the Oklahoma Joe smoker. And I, I say get into it. Really dive into that smoker. Experience everything. But smoke meats is number two. Now, if you're feeding a lot of people, and it's at your home, if you want to get into it and get up early and, and, and do the smoking and make the flavors and everything, that's on you. Because it is a labor of love. But I know there's a lot of people out there that love that process of getting up, smoking the food, you know, checking on it. I did a turkey last Thanksgiving, and my in-laws have now told me that I have to do that every year now. But it was good. <laughs> oh, my God, it was good. So good. And my number one for... You're at home. Again, you can make them. You can purchase them. Wings. Flats or drums, it doesn't matter. Don't call boneless wings wings. They're nuggets. You, you, you've got a nugget. That's all it is. You know, if you're having people over, I think you need to have hot, mild. Don't get too crazy with the flavors. If it's just you, get whatever flavor you want. Lemon pepper, parmesan. I, I don't care. I will say, and I'm not getting any money from them. I'm not Publix wings for the price and what you get, exceptional. Me, I tell people, you know, they're like, I want to dip it in ranch. No. Sorry. I want to dip mine in blue cheese. That's what I want. I like blue cheese in my wings. And I you know, I like I like the spicy garlic. Korean barbecue, I do like the hot, you know, it doesn't matter. But I think wings are number one, hands down. So here we go, our top 10. At number 10, cheese plate, charcuterie. Number nine, classic chips and dip. Number eight, big sandwiches. Number seven, beer pretzels, beer cheese, homemade pretzels, good stuff. Number six, pizza. Number five, tacos slash nachos. Number four, brats dogs. 
boiling the beer, seared on the grill. It's uh, really, really good. Number three, burgers. Really enjoy a good burger. Number two, smoked meats. You can enjoy anything that you want, whether it's fish, beef, pork, fowl, whatever kind of meat you want to put on there. Enjoy your smoke. And number one for me is wings. Number one's wing. Speaking of chicken, I haven't tried it yet. I might try it today or tomorrow uh, before the next episode. The Chick-fil-A new hot honey pimento cheese sand. You know, I'm I love Chick-fil-A. I think it's great. I love pimento cheese. I love hot honey. Put it all together. Thank you. Yes, please bring it to me. So I'll let you know. I might try to do, do a little rating on the Chick-fil-A hot honey pimento cheese sandwich, but you know, really looking forward to it. Big football weekend coming up. Next episode, we're gonna talk about. Week one, we'll look at the top 25 matchups and maybe a couple of games outside the top 25 that have my attention for week one in college football. NFL news, uh, we'll dive into some other sports as well. We'll always talk about sports and food. And that wraps up another delicious episode of Sports Bites, where we've dished out the latest scores, dazzling moments, and mouthwater connections between sports and food. Remember, whether you're indulging in your favorite game or savoring a delectable meal, the key is to always positively move forward. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, keep your spirits high and your forks even higher.